This is Guitar Talk. To me, it just seems like there are endless possibilities. One of the things I like to find out, you know, how people got influenced in the play and the guitar, because stories are so unique. The trick is not to feel pressured to conform. If you know anything about Joel, he's been around the block. He's probably one of the most sought-after guitar players. How would you create that song? How would you turn that song into your song? There's not a guitar player on this planet that I personally don't follow closer. It's it's not something that you see too often. I only know a few players that do it. Now, from the home of the blues, Chicago, Illinois, welcome to Guitar Talk with your host, Jimmy Warren. All right, everybody, Jimmy Warren here. Welcome to Guitar Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in to our double show this Sunday Earlier, the episode was with the UK rock band, uh, rock blues band, actually called When Rivers Meet. Tonight, we got a young man from Ontario, Canada. Now, back in January, we ran a contest on Guitar Talk, uh, an opportunity for players to, you know, videotape themselves playing to a backing track, uh, sending it to us, and then us choosing you know, a winner, and that person got a free guitar, a free GNL Telecaster, and the opportunity to be on the show. Well, tonight, in this hour, you have Derek Lyons from Ontario, Canada, who is the winner of the first ever Guitar Talk uh, Improv, Guitar Improv Contest. And so... You know, before we jump into that, I want to make sure that I'm letting you know that you can go to guitartalkofficial.com and subscribe to our uh, newsletter and our website so that you don't miss any of the information that's going on because we got a lot of great shows that are coming up. And then also, too, I just wanted to let you know that on Wednesday, uh, my guest is going to be Marty Friedman. That's right. We're talking about the third album in his trilogy of traditional Japanese uh, music that he has done his rock, you know, instrumental solos over, which I think is really cool. So Marty Friedman will be with us on Wednesday. So now we are going to turn our attention to this young man who's a really good guitar player. Uh, I know he loves uh, playing, and I know that he loves music an absolute lot, which I think is cool. And so we're going to spend a little time with him, and here he is. This is Derek Lyons from Ontario, Canada, the winner of our Guitar Talk Guitar Improv competition. Oh, my God. So what do you got Thanks there? Me. Oh, man. No, congratulations. It's, you know? uh, yeah, what an experience it's been. <laughs> yeah I, Go ahead. I'm new to this whole thing do I need this microphone am I coming through here clear everything's yeah, all good yeah yeah. I can hear you fine I can hear you fine let me uh, I'm sorry I, uh, no, no problem that's an uh, excellent looking room there my friend thanks man I appreciate that uh, I sometimes have to take this computer off I actually I use this this computer for uh, lyrics, so when okay, I'm playing right live, on. you know, I've got it on a stand because I'm yeah. old, man. I forget the words, you know. That's that's the way, man. That's the way. <laughs> okay, uh, am I coming through okay? Because okay, we're good. Yes, right. I can hear. And so honestly, I have you coming through my PA here. If there's any sort of like loop back or anything like that, then 
let me know. I can throw headphones on or whatever needed. No, we we should be good, man. We should awesome. be good. I'm just getting. We should be real good. All right. So, uh, well, let's start off talking about man how uh, you got into playing guitar. You know what what made you pick it up to begin with? Because uh, you know, damn, you just won a contest. Mm -hmm for a brand new guitar and you're on my show and you know there's probably 150 200,000 people that are going to hear this so, so they probably right want to know man how this dude get into it um honestly i i guess i'd be i'd have to start with my uncle i think he put one in my hands when i was you know way too too young to be holding anything and uh from there it just sort of grew i always kind of knew this is what i wanted to do yeah. um hear hear music and it's like yeah i want to be i want to be up there playing and singing i want to be on that side of the stage um got into it really seriously when i was probably about 12 or 13 and just haven't looked back yeah so did you uh did you or do you take formal lessons or is everything you've done been pretty much by you know, uh, ear and feel and osmosis. I, I took, um, I took guitar class all through high school, guitar music and this and that. So I can read, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I shouldn't even say that because somebody will say, Oh, you can read music. No, but, uh, so I've had, I've grown up around a lot of good teachers, um, good friends and, and just excellent players all around. Yeah, yeah. And so in the early days, though, what influenced you to uh, pick it up? I mean, was there a specific band? I know you said somebody in your family, but was there a style of music, you know, that you gravitated to or? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've always been into that classic rock kind of thing. Um, I mean, anywhere from like Elvis to the Everly Brothers up to like Pink Floyd and black sabbath um my number one band when i picked up the instrument was blink 182 which is pretty far from the classic <laughs> rock uh yeah. genre but so it's yeah it's been a it's been a fun fun ride yeah and they're and they're definitely not a, a guitar heavy you know no. band there's not a lot of shredding no, or solos going on in yeah, you work through those couple power chords, and it's like, okay, I'm, what now? What yeah, now? yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. So, are you in a band currently? Um, I am. Uh, spit the name out. It's Dandy Lion Wine. Um, my girlfriend plays drums. The drum set is actually right there. We've got a house together, and um, have a bass player come sit in, time and time again it will switch out between uh you know this guy that guy bass players i guess um <laughs> pre-covid we had been gigging actually one year ago today was our last gig pre-covid um without the mask and without the plexiglass and all that kind of stuff so it's been yeah we're we're still trying to keep it going yeah. doing some streaming stuff if i can figure out the internet right now the 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 material that you're doing 
What is it? Are you doing classic rock? Are you doing originals? Are you doing a bunch of different stuff? Yeah, yeah. We have um, about fourteen months ago, we released our first album, nine originals and one cover song on there. Um, in the last couple months, we've released two new singles on all your streaming platforms. Those are cover songs. So we've uh, covered have a cigar by pink floyd and we did a version of no quarter by led zeppelin oh wow wow two really good songs man (laughs) maybe maybe songs that you shouldn't really touch but uh i guess i i guess we went there yeah well you know what when when you're when you're looking at those iconic bands like that it's it's hard to it's hard to do something from them and record it because it's hard to give just, I mean, how, how do you, how do you play have a cigar? You know what yeah. I mean? Better than David Gilmore. I mean, that's, that's like, all you can do is give your interpretation. Exactly. You know? Exactly. In the end, I ended up just going through, okay, he did this fill here. He did that fill here. And I, I like to think that I tried to imitate what he had been feeling and going through at that point. So, yeah, well, that's it really was, cool. Yeah. It, it's cool to be able to pay tribute to the people that influence you like that. I think it's the that's highest it. form of compliment. Really? That's it. A lot of people don't know this and I'm going to share this now, but uh, I would say probably uh, 98% of the material I do at any time is somebody else's. Yeah. I mean, you know, with uh with only nine original songs we have been working on maybe another five in the bank um i have paper two sheets of paper just full of cover song after cover song and yeah it's fun to just you know work our way through and sort of find your voice through somebody else and yeah i'm I'm not a guy that uh in I, I hate to say i don't enjoy the writing process but i don't and uh, it's it's probably more so because of the lyric aspect of it i come up yeah. with music all day you know i mean i come up with some cool rhythms and riffs and shit like that that you know that i dig but i, I the vocals are i'm lost you know what i mean yeah. and although i would just rather just do instrumental music myself you know, and forget the lyrics, uh, you know, I don't. So when my band plays out and that, what we do is, is we do about four or five instrumentals, uh, a night. Cause we do usually two shows and, uh, and I'll make those up typically on yeah. the spot, you know, yeah, just a blues and G. Well, right yeah, we have come up with some sort of groove in that, you know, but, uh, and then, yeah. and when, then when I choose the, the songs that I'm going to do, the covers that I'm going to do, I do stuff that I try to do stuff that nobody else does. You know what right. I mean? Like the yeah, obscure yeah. B side of some, something that, you know, and most yeah. of the time what ends up happening is people come up to you at the end of the night and they go, man, that was a great song. <laughs> like, yeah, I, really yeah I know. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why don't you call Walter Trout and tell him, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, Oh, yeah. Man. yeah, that's cool. So uh, uh, most of the time when I see you playing, I see you uh, plunking away on a Telecaster. You got a Strat in your hand right now. Is Fender, is is it the Telecaster or the Strat that you would say is your guitar choice? 
you've got me, honestly. Um, this strat has been my number one for about seven years. Um, I found a Telecaster at Christmas time. Uh, it's actually an Ibanez. 2352 um made in 1972 um just a knockoff japanese telly and it plays so nice it yeah. has a like a 39 and a half millimeter nut or i guess it's maybe one and a half inch in english um, <laughs> It, 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 it's just the smoothest like plant and so from there i went out and i'm gonna find another japanese telly okay here's a greco it's, it's i have yeah. a red uh red telly sitting over there now i honestly think i might be gravitating towards the it's leo might have got it right yeah yeah <laughs> I think he got it right the first time yeah, I, I think uh, the I was a Strat guy forever, you know. That was my my main choice in that. And but when I started uh, getting into the Telecaster, the yeah. Telecaster quickly became my number one because I felt like it was a good all around instrument. Yeah, it's you know? just it, like feels like home. Yeah, I, there's nothing you can't really feel feel comfortable playing on a Tele. It's, it's yeah. pretty all right. Yeah, but but the fact that I, I I love Telecasters about a year or so ago I bought my very first well it wasn't really my first one I had bought this cheap uh, uh, Ibanez guitar at one of those music go rounds I don't know if you have music go rounds up in your area but I think I was in like Louisville Kentucky or something like that and I came across it and it had a P ninety at the neck and a humbucker at the bridge had coil splitting. And they yeah. wanted 200 bucks for it. And it was in really good shape. And I figured, if nothing else, because I love the, the guitar, if nothing yeah. else, I could always redo all the, you know, electronics in that. And, yeah. and the the guitar turned out to be a really, really good guitar. Sounds amazing. I, I haven't done anything to it. And so a year ago, right after I got that one, I decided I was going to go all in and get one of the Ibanez Prestiges. Yes, you know, I've one of the AZs. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did that in after I got that guitar and I started playing that guitar, which in my opinion has been you know, overall, you know, from A to you know A to Z is probably the best guitar that I've ever owned. I'm playing wise, everything yeah. about it. That after that I turned around and I bought another Ibanez, which is their three thirty five, the John Schofield. Okay. You know, it's like yeah, a John yeah, Schofield yeah. model. In that guitar, man, I'm telling you, it, it's not a it's not a real expensive guitar or anything, and it is just I haven't had to do anything. Those three Ibanezes, I've had to do absolutely nothing to. Yeah. But every Fender that I've ever bought, excluding the Tellys, every Strat I've ever bought, I've had to do something to. I mean, I love yeah. this Strat, but keeping them in tune, eh, yeah, it's just it's a pain. Well, you're, you are, do you do you physically use your tremolo? Well, you got the bar on there, so I'm guessing yes. Yeah, I went through. Uh, I can't. I shouldn't say this. I went through a Jeff Beck phase where I thought I was trying to learn some of his licks. Yeah. But yeah, so I I'm often giving her giving her a little whirl. Yeah, See, I'm the exact opposite. I don't use it at all. So instead of three springs, I got four, and I got them tightened down pretty good so that that bridge 
you know, in saddles in that one move. move. Yeah. So it stays in tune. I put Spurzel tuning pegs on it and did that, and it don't move at all. And so it stays in tune. You right know. On. Yeah, yeah. Fender got it right in the uh, – I want to say it was in the – it had to be in the uh, – I don't think it was late 80s or early 90s. They came out with the American Standard uh, – the American Standard Plus or the American Plus. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. When they started using lace sensor pickups, lace yep. they had the Spurzels, you know, they had uh, they had a, a what do they call that hip shot instead of three springs, it had a hip shot in the, okay. you know, for for the trim system in that. But that guitar, man, I could beat the hell out of it. I mean, yeah. literally beat it, and it would never go out of tune. It just a friend it was of mine, great guitar. Yeah, a friend of mine had a '91 Strat. Uh, plus with the yeah. lace sensors um he and i told him you know don't ever sell that that's the year i was born i want <laughs> to buy that i mean and it's gone and i didn't get the chance he also had um ibanez like lawsuit era bless paul in white uh with the open book headstock binding it, beautiful instrument like played so nice yeah and those he are sold nice it. Yeah. And if he's listening, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I, I actually, the, the, well, I actually got rid of all my gear one time and quit playing and sold everything. And so I don't have my strat no more. And I know I paid, I think it was $600 back yeah. then, you know, because you could buy an American made strat for six, seven, eight hundred bucks back then. And, uh, and I think now they, you know, use, they're somewhere between 15 and 2,500 bucks, you know, they, it's a sought after yeah, guitar. It's going up. Even the Mexican made strats. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. It's if you can yeah. set up a guitar yourself, you're going to get a quality instrument at still an expensive price. Yeah. They aren't, yeah. they aren't at the starter starter rates anymore. Right. Yeah. It was the day I, I can remember buying the Mexican, uh, strats they were three ninety nine, and the only thing that mattered was you like the the body and the neck was good because yeah. you could replace everything else for a few hundred dollars more and uh, man you'd have a a custom yeah. shop guitar for <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly for next to nothing and so what kind of amps I see I see a, a Fender it looks like an orange back there too maybe um actually i have uh so there's a pair of deluxe reverbs uh the one on top is just in a head yeah. model i guess uh and right here i have a mesa lone star special oh okay uh, i've never custom custom maple cabinet oh okay okay i have a i have a lone star too mine's all black though it's you know? um honestly i'm a, like i'm a fender guy with the two deluxe reverbs if I had to choose, I would probably take the Ibanez Tele and the Lone Star Special. Like, yeah, it's such a versatile amp. It can do anything. Yeah, I don't, you know, no pedals, nothing. Just let's jam. Yeah, it is. It is a great amp. I remember I used to ask for it in backline. You know, when I was touring and stuff. Yeah, and that because uh, it's hard to get when you're doing. It doing that for sure you know but i like mine i i like mesa, mesa boogie a lot 
Um, I love their, their cabinets are great when they came out with that new one. Cause I've got a Mark two, I've got the Lone Star and I've got the new Fillmore. I got the 25 watt Fillmore head, which I absolutely love because it's kind of like, it's like an old fender basement. Really? You got a two channel fender basement and it's exactly the same. And the cleans on it are absolutely beautiful, which is what I like. Cause I, you know, it doesn't matter what amp I use. I typically never use any of the drive. I just want the clean yeah. platform. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm I'm a pedal guy. So yeah, same. You, you're a pedal <laughs> guy too. Okay, what are you using? Yeah, to get, yeah, what are you yeah. using for your drive? What are you using for your drive? Um, really, it's going to depend. <laughs> yeah. I have one, two, three. I'll say three overdrives here. Uh, I have a BK Butler uh, tube works, just a three knob tube driver. Um, a homemade, like I made him made this myself, a tube screamer clone mm-hmm. uh, on an 808 and a Zen drive clone oh. as well. Yeah. Um, I have uh, big muff pie from, uh, <laughs> that big black one sitting here at my feet and uh the keely electronics dark side is a fuzz modulation combo yeah probably could be one of those desert island pedals yeah wow wow well Uh, yeah those, those are all really good choices especially you know uh you know i'm a big fan of the the zen drives I yeah. love the I love that D style, you know, sound and that. I've got a couple of the BK Butlers too. Absolutely love them. I have uh the five knob um tube works upstairs, but I've this three knob has I uh might have something to do with the power situation. I yeah. think I think I have the three knob on here because it takes the DC power rather than having to have a dedicated yeah. Outlet for it. Yeah, that's that's what mine are. Mine are mine are the four knobs with the bias control. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. In that yeah, they're 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 really good, but I don't ever use them out, you know. No. It's, it's just too much real estate and too much of a hassle with the plugins. Yeah. Because I use these things uh, here, I'll show you. I I got a crap load of these pedal boards that are called nomads. Okay. Right. In their uh lithium battery powered. Really? Yeah, they're they're really cool. And, you know, they got enough bevel on them to where, you know, they they sit good. But they got 9 volt, it's got 12 volt, it's got 18 volt, and it's got 24 volt. And so uh, I could just, I could put whatever pedals. I can usually get five or six pedals on depending on what I'm using. And uh, they make one that's double in size, you know, double wide, which is my main one. Yeah. But man, these are so good, man, because you just charge them up. You don't have to ever worry about cords or batteries or any of that crap. Yeah, I, uh, we will have like we'll have another conversation. All I'm I'm very interested in that. We will. I'm gonna get a link <laughs> from you on those. <laughs> I, yeah, I I build a lot of stuff. Like I've not ever owned a Zen drive. I saw a schematic for it. Okay, yeah, I can put this together and. And so now I have one and honestly, it's going to remain on there. It's all right. But 
I've built yeah. paddle boards just out of planks of wood that I find. Um, yeah. That, that looks uh, like it might, <laughs> it might save me a little bit of time. Yeah. And you know, and it, it doesn't weigh anything at all. Comes in a really nice case. I think yeah. when I started buying them, they were like 125 bucks. They might be 150, $175 now for one. I don't know. You know, I know they got them on reverb and then I think also Zounds, maybe Sweetwater has them. Yeah. You know, that same, that same guy from before with the Ibanez who sold all those guitars. If he's listening, he's yeah. going to be interested in that pedal board as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. It, it It's good. I got six of them. And right on. yeah, the reason is, is because I have different configurations for different things. And, uh, and they're nice because if I'm just going to fly, let's say I was going to go sit in with your band, you yeah. know what I mean? And I want to take my sound for the most part. I just throw yeah. that in a bag over my shoulder and Beauty. I don't need no power. Yeah. don't need nothing. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So, it's a good thing. So, okay. So you got the two to the reverbs and you got the uh, Mesa Boogie back there in that. Uh, who Who are you listening to today guitar wise? I mean, who are a couple of people? that you're really paying attention to. Um, can I give a shout out to my friend, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jordan Turnbull? Uh, I know he's doing a lot on Twitch right now. Make me macaroni. Um, his <laughs> band is where giants once stood weary traveler. Um, honestly, hands down, one of the greatest guitar players like today. <laughs> yeah. I, I I try to keep up and like this guy has anytime there's a challenge in front of him it's something that he takes over so yeah. I uh, I would I would go with probably Jordan Turnbull um wow. of course Eric Johnson uh Joe Bonamassa you'd mentioned Walter Trout um a lot of these blues guys that you know have been around for half a century it doesn't get any better than that yeah yeah now i i know that that you're that you're working um a, you know a, a job like a lot of people are in in playing music do you have the intention of working towards being able to leave that job and just play full-time fingers crossed my friend yeah. fingers crossed um if i can keep my fingers together i'm doing uh sheet metal which is i'm oh. pretty sure the most dangerous job for a guitar player yeah um, like tony iomi lost his fingers um i know that's where danny gatton went back to when he took his time out with sheet metal and i'd love to get out of this but yeah pays the bills yeah, well, you know, well, and not only that, but it, it takes so much to be able to move from point A to point B as a musician. You know yeah. what I mean? It really does. I mean, it takes a lot of hard work, but it also takes, you know, I want to say a little bit of luck because it takes a little bit of luck. You know, most people that That's I it. know is are being in the right place at the right time, you know, in that. But uh I I can't uh, disagree with that. The amount of talent that will go forever under the rug. Mm. Um, people with mixtapes and songs that they've recorded and or not recorded, just written at home, and it could be the next 
hey jude or let it be it could be could be huge and people just have no no way to get it out there yeah 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 it well you know on on the other hand though i mean the market is so saturated with music that it's sometimes hard to find you know your place You know, if you're, you know, you got a young band and you're just starting out, although you can put your stuff out on all these platforms, there's so much there that how do you, how do you cut through the noise so that people find you? You know what I mean? That's the hard part. part. (laughs) Yeah. It, It seemed like it was so much easier back in the day when, you know, you worked with labels and they helped develop you and they, they pushed everything, you know, and uh, there was a process that you kind of had to navigate. And that it's yeah. nice. It's nice to have, you know, it where I can where we can go and we can listen to anything and it's all out there and anybody can put it out. And yeah. That, but at the same time, you know, there's there is a downfall to it. You know, that's it. Especially that's for it. the people trying to make a living doing it, you know. Oh, I. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day and I think it was, I, I can't, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head for Spotify streams to reach platinum. It was something like a hundred million streams. Uh, no, it might be more than that. It might've been a billion streams to reach platinum level. People just aren't going to go platinum anymore. Yeah. Like it's, music is oversaturated i guess as you said there's just yeah. so much stuff and downloading and yeah you just you can't you can't find your way as a musician i guess yeah yeah okay now i'm going to ask you a really uh silly and crazy question because every video i see and right now is as we're talking live what the hell is that thing in the back with the time the numbers. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, I should. It's. I'm happy to explain. That's uh, how loud I get. Oh, really? That's my decibel meter. Yeah. Uh, yeah so we like. I play live. I mean, I don't plug into any doll or anything like that. Um, it's all sound coming out of my amp and off the drum kit here. I have. 16 inputs and we are using all 16 of them plus a four channel mixer so yeah we uh we we like to piss off the neighbors <laughs> that's actually a smart thing though so you can uh you can always gauge yeah. where you are man that's pretty it, cool i've seen that in the back and i was like i wonder what the hell is that it's like what the hell is that something is that something that only people in canada do <laughs> I think I I think it maxes out at 130 decibels, which I haven't seen, but yeah. we have seen 128. And I mean, earplugs are a wonderful thing. Wonderful yeah. thing. <laughs> really cool. All right, so you've got a uh, a GNL tribute ASAP Blues Boy coming to you this week. Uh, right on. You know, uh, talking about tellies, I don't know if you're familiar with the guitar, but it is absolutely beautiful, and it is a great playing. It is probably going to turn out to be your number one. 
<laughs> Look, I'm, if it looks, I'm pretty sure it's a sunburst. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tobacco. Like, yep. Real close yeah, to I that. I love that. I love that. That's, I'm looking forward to it, man. Really yeah. It's am. good. It's got a, it's got a humbucker at the neck, you know, uh, and of course it's got the tele pickup at the bridge. I think it's got coil splitting. Right on. Know, for the humbucker. Spe- speaking of humbuckers, I have four. I have four electric guitars with 10 pickups, two strats and two tellies, all single coil. Yeah. I don't own a, a humbucker. This will be the only humbucker that I have. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, you're going to enjoy it. I don't have a last ball or anything. It's just straight single coil. It's just hum forever yeah. hum down here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? There is, uh, I don't know. There's a place for both. Um, there really is. I love. I love a good humbucker. I do. Well, man. I. I'm next on the list is a Les Paul. I, honestly, yeah. I might gonna go Les Paul copy because save a couple thousand dollars. Oh yeah. With a humbucker in the neck on the telly, that's like classic Keefe. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we've already been working on some uh, Rolling Stones open G tuning songs, so Not the humbucker cool. will definitely fit in. Yeah, and you're going to have the option. I do believe it has coil splitting, so you're going to have the option to split that. So that's going to be really Beauty. nice. Yeah, it's Beauty. absolutely gorgeous. You know uh, the uh, the ace the the ASAT is, in my opinion, probably equally as good as you know um the american telecaster it really is yeah it was uh fullerton and fender george fullerton is gnl yeah Mm -hmm. i uh i look forward to it this will be my first time with my hands on a gnl guitar yeah well you're gonna enjoy it you enjoy it so you said you got four guitars right now uh, I know about the Ibanez. I know about the Strat you got in your hand. What are the other ones? Um, I have a, I can pull them out here. I have a 73 uh, Greco Telecaster. Oh, that's right. I, one snack in here. Yeah, cool. Grecos are actually really nice and very collectible. A lot of guys like them. Yeah. I honestly, from that Ibanez, like it's, made in the same plant a year apart it's definitely relic it's been refinished it had the same finish as my ibanez did it was the same guitar just a different name on the headstock yeah um and then i have another red strat honestly finished in the exact same way kind of (laughs) heavy relic on a like a red over a, a blue on that but uh yeah and that that's set up uh, half step down for all the Stevie songs and Jimmy songs. Oh, there you go, there you go, cool. So so okay, so you, when you when you're playing and that you're tuning all over the map, that's really cool. That's really cool. Now, uh, you know, it, what would you say that you know when when it comes to your originals? Because I haven't heard your originals. What would you say that it would be comparable to? What's your music comparable to? Oh, uh, I know that's a tough than, question. Other than the garbage can. 
um, maybe Neil Young on a beach. Okay. Okay. All right. I've had somebody uh, directly give me that quote. This reminds me of the album On a Beach by uh, Neil Young. I would go for maybe a mix between John Mayer and Jack Johnson. Maybe. (laughs) That's definitely the zone I was in in writing. uh, It was just sit back jam and get these tunes out yeah mayor's a great songwriter uh yeah that that's that's really cool i i love it when people describe their music because you hear some of the some of the craziest things you know what i mean it's like i had somebody the other day i was asking them if nobody knows you know anything about your band you know how would you describe your music and it was like well what if richie blackmore and Jimi hendrix jimmy page and white snake all had a baby yeah. <laughs> it's like okay yeah. it's like right what's now. that even mean you know it's, it's yeah. really cool That's so it's quite cool. the uh, quite the room full of <laughs> the, I, I don't know if i want to be a fly on the wall in that room <laughs> it's really cool it's really cool so uh you know, are things open in your area to the point to where people can get out a gig or is this things pretty much shut down still? Just now, uh, maybe last month, where are we? We're halfway through March. So I think it was the end of February. Um, things have been opening up. I have had one friend do a plexiglass gig out in Peterborough. Um they are opening, but I know in my specific area here in this region, we still haven't had any gigs going. But yeah, I've been working on some streaming, honestly, uh, on Twitch, yeah. and yeah, just gonna have the new concert hall down here in the basement. Yeah, you know what? It's it's cool though because uh, those kinds of outlets, you know, Twitch and in uh, Facebook and all those other places, man, just give you an opportunity to reach an audience that yeah. you, you can't reach at your local, you know, venue. Exactly. The, there's one thing that's really cool about playing live, which is the aspect of music that I love the most, but, uh, but being active on social media and being in front of people is, is really cool. I know uh, I talked to, I don't know if you're familiar with the band sick puppies, but okay. I, I talked to Shim Moore. He's in Australia, uh, not okay. that not that long ago, and he is using Twitch, you know, right. and he's doing a lot of stuff and uh, a lot of shows, and he's having great what, success with it. What did you say his name was? His name's Shim Moore. Shim, Shim Moore. Moore. I will uh, look up that account. I'm trying to find like active musicians on Twitch and all that kind of stuff, just for inspiration throwback again to my buddy Jordan is that's the reason I'm on Twitch. (laughs) Yeah. I think he's doing uh, something with the people that, that kind of follow him where they do songwriting. They'll have songwriting uh, events where they'll get together and come up. I know several bands are starting to do that more, you know, write something, uh, you know, interactive with their audience and that, which is, which is really cool. 
Yeah, that's a really cool idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say with that? <laughs> I don't know. I lost it. <laughs> All right, man. So, so you know, before we we uh, you know go off in that, what is it that you want people to know about you know Derek Derek Lyons? And you as a musician, what do you want people to know? That, uh, I guess, I guess, thanks. Thank you to anybody that is interested in what I have to say, because all I, I'm doing this for you and I'm doing this for you, Jimmy, and I'm doing this for her upstairs and my dog and, and my neighbors, even though they might not enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, playing live, and you actually see the you you see what people are feeling. That's why I do it. So thank you. Um, yeah. What do I have to say about myself? Be nice to each other, and hopefully, we'll see each other again soon. Yeah. Well, that's really cool, man. You know, it's really cool. And uh, I'm really happy for you. I'm happy for the attention that you might be getting from it. And uh, congratulations on the guitar, man. It's honestly quite the shock. Quite the shock. Yeah. I I had so much fun doing this competition where it was like I'm, I'm still playing along to the song, just jamming over it. Yeah. Um, I did not expect this. Thank you, Jimmy. And ah, no, man, it's not me. Congratulations. Yeah. It's really cool. All right. So congratulations once again to Derek Lyons of Ontario, Canada for winning the Guitar Talk Guitar Improv competition that we did back in January. I know you're probably going, well, what the hell's taking so long to get this out? I am so booked up. <laughs> People don't know this, but, you know, it's like every week I'll probably do you know, eight to 12 interviews. And I, I've done that for so long. So I have so many interviews, you know, in the can waiting to go. And then I get contacted by, you know, publicists and record labels and, you know, different people that'll just say, hey, you know, hey, this is releasing in two weeks or this is releasing next week. You know, can you squeeze it in? And so uh, make scheduling a little bit of a bear. But we are so glad that we were able to have Derek on, you know, we're very happy for him. We hope that he enjoys the, uh, you know, the guitar. Know that you can follow Derek at Twitch. And every, every now and then he does a live stream right there on Twitch. So he's got a band up there and uh, they're actually pretty good. I've uh, actually tuned into their Twitch a couple of times and uh, checked it out. So, uh, you know, you wouldn't wouldn't be hurting. You know, it'd be a good thing if you went there and showed a little support in that. Uh, I think it's cool to, you know, support musicians that are, you know, trying to do something cool. And because uh, most guys, you know, really love playing. They really love the guitar. So uh, thanks to Derek. Thank you so much, buddy, for uh, participating in that, and congratulations. All right, Wednesday, Marty Friedman's going to be on Guitar Talk. I want to thank you so much. Until then, you know what? Go to guitartalkofficial.com. 
you know, satisfy all those guitar needs right there. <laughs> okay, I will see you on Wednesday with Marty Friedman. Y'all take care.